So today on the pod we have Semps. How are you? I'm good. I'm back. I'm rested. I'm well. Hope you're all good. Still positive, yeah? Yeah, man. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin. I'm all good. I didn't go on a mid-season training camp like Semps did, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> where, where was it he went again? Mexico. Oh, cool, that cool. Warm weather training, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Trying to think. <laughs> Faking injury like Pogba. Ah, oh, stop it! <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, lot though. You know, I'm starting to get little doubts. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, so we came back for after the international break. Sheffield United away, not an easy place to go. They're in good form. Three three. How did you find the game? Frustrating. <laughs> Very frustrating. Frustrating, man. Not, not, not pleased at all. Not. What did you think of the lineup? We started with, I think, three at the back. Mm. Uh, was it like a, a three, four, three? Three, four, three. Yeah, that's what it looked Have like. Have we ever me. played that before under Oli? Not, I not this remember. season. Not like that, no. I remember. What? We. I remember us doing a three-five-two, not a three-four-three. Three. <laughs> yeah, no. Why do you think you went with that formation? I could kind of understand this thinking. With the three at the back to occupy their three centre-backs, they don't do the overlapping thing. Cool. And he wanted, he, he was just desperate to fit in all his brethren up front. So... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of them are ever going to get dropped, you know. And to be fair, I don't, do we even have any other midfielders to put on the pitch? Uh, Ghana, probably? Yeah, I don't think... I think that's about it. Ghana away at Sheff- to Sheffield. Yeah, you yeah. weren't going to play him. I'm surprised he even made the bench, to be fair. Uh, there's no one else. What's happening with Matic then? What's the situation with him? Still, not I, I think he's being yeah. sold. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason. me did that, um, uh, commented on that Instagram post, I just, I knew he was never going to play for us again. Yeah, he's going to get, that's it. But bench. look, Oli's got to do something other than play Phil Jones. There must be something else you can do and he not didn't play really... Phil Jones. I don't know. He didn't even really need to play Phil Jones, though. That's what I'm saying. You must can do something else. There's no need for it. It's just ridiculous. So Why problem... draft him in? I don't. Problem, it don't make sense. The problem is, if he's going to play three at the back, and say Tunzebis is not fully fit for full ninety minutes, then you kind of have to play him because you don't have Rojo. But, but why do we have I, to play I, three I... at the back? Yeah. <laughs> Don't. The only way I could see why he thought that is to occupy their three centre backs, hoping that matching them. That yeah, that then stops the the overlapping midfield. But the problem was you should have just kept with four and four, four five one because that works when you switch back to it. Yeah. But I can see the way of thinking, but it was just wrong. It was the right one, not with that midfield. I was just about to say that. What did you What did you think of the midfield? Because. You know, you, you lots guys, Fred, Fred in there. I already thought we were going to lose. <laughs> so when we were 2-0 down, I wasn't even upset. I just expected it. Yeah, well, we were saying, well, I was saying anyway, I was talking to Chris about it in the group, weren't I? And I was saying, I don't see how we win this game. Yeah. I don't see how we win this game. And he was optimistic and I couldn't understand why. <laughs> he was making... He, he was downplaying Sheffield's whole team. Yeah. I, they ain't got shooters, they ain't got shooters. It didn't make no sense that day. <laughs> he must he must have been on that rum in it and the lighty <laughs> juice that he was talking about. That's what, that must have been it, boy. Because, look, Sheffield United are where they are for a reason. 
and that was the first time I actually watched them properly for 90 minutes and they're very well organised very well organised yeah, I watched a couple of games of them this season and yet they are pretty good and I rate, I rate their manager I like him um, in regards to his way of thinking of the game mm. he sets his team up well and he's got the best out of what he's got which is I can't really say well, that. that well that's a manager's job right yeah get the best out of your players they cut off the passing lines very well. That's what we were struggling with, especially in the first half, is getting the ball into Martial, Rashford and James. Yeah, they were pretty we, anonymous. Yeah, but the players were trying. I don't know if you lot noticed, but every time we were passing the ball, the ball was going, it weren't hitting the man. And it's just because the passing line wasn't wasn't on and the movement was poor as well. So, yeah, we just created our own problems in the first half. And... um yeah, it wasn't good to watch, man. weren't good to watch at all. They were really um, onto us in that first half. You know, it's not even just like you know it was a close game. Like they were really, really, really testing us. Like if you look at the stats, they had eight on target. We had five, even though we had more possession. But that's kind of been a trend. Like when we've had more possession, we've struggled. We te- we tend to drop points when we have more of the ball. Mm-hmm. At one point in that first half, it was embarrassing. They had Rich. they had five they had five attempts on target to R zero, and their fans were doing olays. I'm <laughs> in like, the first half. yeah, I'm like, no, 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 this can't, we can't be going out like this. Away to Sheffield United getting olayed, you know, nah, 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 that's not right. Speaking of that, do you think he was Oli was naive in his approach to this game because he went there with uh, Fred and. Pereira as the midfield too. I think it's one of these ones where I've, I've had a few conversations with people who are Oli in, as as I'd say. They um, still exist. Yeah, they're, 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 they're still around. They're still around. <laughs> and I've been battling them. But I've even got a guy, I ain't going to lie to you, he's left me a 19-minute voice note. <laughs> I swear That's down. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> I might need to play it to you and you could just record it, boy. I haven't listened to it yet. But the point is, is what they're saying is, has Oli had a fully fit team to work with this season? And that's, that's a lot of people's arguments is that if he had a fully fit team playing week in, week out, would he be doing better? That's the question. Yeah, but look that, at who's out there. If we, if we look at our big injuries it's only really Pogba and Martial and Martial's back so it's only really Pogba that's out and Scott Scott is a yeah, big well, part yeah, well, of this he, team well, now. one game I guarantee you he'll be back by next week yeah them now, passion, I, I them think passion think merchants in a, in a you can call me crazy but I think if McTominay was fit the game doesn't go the same way mm, I, I think it would have been not, less open in midfield but I still I still don't see us creating that much hmm. I think we, we was starting to or I say starting to build up momentum but when Scott got injured straight away I thought okay we're finished now yeah but that, but if you think about it he's the only remotely defensive midfielder we've kind of we've got yeah, and so obviously when he's out he's out we're gonna miss that because there's nobody else doing the job he was doing even if he's not amazing he's not you know that great but when he's out, you're going to feel it. And mm. it showed because 
Fred's the type of player that he needs to play in like a midfield three where he doesn't really have loads of responsibility because he kind of shies away from it. And yeah, I don't not- really think it was fair for him to play again um, alongside Andreas, yeah. the ghost, Casper, as I call him. Mm-hmm. Just I, yeah, actually, Andre- I didn't even realise he was playing. He's awful. He's actually even, awful. I'm not even mad at Fred um, for anything he'd done in that game. I thought he'd done all right. And yeah. I think it's just he had the unfortunate job. I think anyone next to Pereira in that midfield, unless you were, I don't know, I think, yeah, someone said it in a group um, before the game that he needs to be disciplined in this game. Yeah. And he, he wasn't. That's as, probably as bad a performance as I've seen from, like, an individual player. He, he was lucky to stay on as long as he did. And he wasn't it him that gave the ball away or got pushed off the ball for, the, for their second goal? I lost count how many times I've seen him lose the ball. There was a point in the second half, I, no, first half. And he had the ball, no pressure, not an ounce of pressure. Yeah. There was a Sheffield United um, player yes. right in front of him and he just passed, passed it to him. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's, I'm no, looking no. at the game, I'm like, this is, I did, what is this? Is this non-league? What's going on? Because that was the simplest pass you had in the world to do. Even if you had to go mm. sideways, there was just not that, that point was just like, what is this? What are we doing? Deserve this game. So again, this is another point being raised by the Oli in brigade. Brigade is saying that look how poor Andreas is. This is the this is the problem. Is we do have poor players. So we can not talk not about eating, Pereira. We can talk about that excuse. Not but, eating that their excuse of. I'm, the, I'm, the I'm just got. I'm just I'm just giving the opinions <laughs> of the other side. I'm not I'm not on that side of the fence. I'm just giving their opinion. Yeah? Are you sure? Because you you were asking me why I'm not positive just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> calm <laughs> down, switched. calm down. <laughs> nah, look, where there's positives to be taken, we take them. But there wasn't no positives to take from that Sheffield United game. Definitely. And not. and um and Oli at the end of the at the end in his interview. Just I don't I'm not gonna swear on this podcast, but yeah. Really, really, really peed me off. What did he say again? He said something like, um If this was last season we'd we'd have conceded three, four, or five, so that's why we're better. Oh Jesus. Oh gosh. You know what, yeah? It wouldn't surprise me if you started seeing more and more players go off form and stop playing for him. Because he, uh, yes, he done it in a nice way because he's Ollie and he's smiling, he's laughing and joking when he's saying it. But he didn't do any need to think different than what Jose done. He put the blame on the players, not on himself. He didn't say, "I got the tactics wrong," mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh, Sheffield wanted it more than us." So what? So you couldn't motivate them because either way, it sounds bad on you. Yeah. yeah. See what the fault was, and you're saying it's the players didn't want it enough. Then you're saying, um, what else did he say? Oh, goes, oh, it's more than tactics. No, it's not. Because Sheffield United got their tactics right and killed us in the first half. Well, 70 yeah, minutes. Well, 70 minutes, yeah. We just, if it, Brandon Williams' goal sparked, what, 10 minutes where we scored three goals. Yeah, and it really came out of like, I won't say not out of nowhere because we were kind of coming on top there, but. We're not much was ha- yeah, not much goal. was happening. 
I saw the possession and I thought, yeah, there's a possibility something might happen, but I wasn't confident that we were going to score one goal, let alone three. And then after that, the players started believing they could do their thing. So, And you know I, what I thought, think it was? Sheffield mm. probably couldn't believe how easy the game was going for them. They couldn't believe that, you know, Man United have, have come there and they didn't really have to, I wouldn't say didn't have to work for it, but we didn't exactly make it hard for them either. So mm. when we did score, I think, because we didn't do anything, they kind of panicked a little bit and then they kind of fell off for that 10 minutes. Then they regrouped, made their subs and they got the equaliser. Now they were, um, I don't know if you saw it, but up until we scored, I think it was like five minutes or so before that, the players were looking tired, the Sheffield yeah. United ones. I think, honestly, I think doing what they were doing for the 70 minutes, because they were trying to stay alert for the whole 70 minutes, and honestly, they could have relaxed for the first half. <laughs> but I think because they were so on it for the first yeah. 67 minutes, <clears throat> they were on it, they pressing. Just, they just naturally had a moment in the game where they started tiring up and I think us going into the lead and a couple changes is what they needed to give them the extra second win to go get the, the equaliser but we were looking like we was going to go and get the fourth as soon as I saw the start of that play I knew they were going to they were going to score because what was it I can't remember what happened they were passing up leading up to the ball and everyone just seemed to be backing off backing off Whoever was putting a tackle in was missing the ball. And I was thinking, I can see it happening. I think it's it was James that got beat got beat at the right-back sort of area, didn't he? I think it, that was that happened. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I felt, the goal, I felt that equaliser coming, but... We had a point, I'm, I'm pretty sure, that we was like three on two. And James gave Greenwood a crap pass and um, sent him like, out wide. But there was a point where I thought we was going to go and get the fourth. And then obviously he takes Martial off and then it kind of killed all of that. Mm. Yeah, I was about to um, ask that. Like On Twitter after the game, a lot of people were angry with Oli for the, I think it was a Twanzebe sub. They felt that it was negative and we could have got another goal. What do you guys think about it? Do you think he invited that um, pressure on so we conceded? Yes and no. I, I think that was going to happen regardless. Um because to me, Marshall was kind of non-existent for most of the game. So taking him off to me wasn't going to be... It wasn't like he he was necessarily stretching their defence at that point. I, I, I disagree. Yeah, Marshall I... was heavily involved in the goals that we scored. No, nah, he was invo- I remember him involved in the build-up play for the second. And the first as well. He, he, he yeah. picked up the ball I, and then I'm sprayed it out about, wide. Talking about the overall duration of the game. He wasn't... Everybody was crap for the whole yeah, But then when you think about it, if you take off your number nine, the only player that can hold the ball up, naturally, is going to keep coming back. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel I mean, like... At that point, we were already had four forwards on the pitch. So someone had to come off. Because F, like, for example, he didn't make the change and he left it the same. And, he and it happened. Yeah, that was my, like my thought. Well, he should have brought on someone just to like close out the game. Poor yeah. game management. So, no, I, I see. see his vision. Maybe not Martial. Maybe take off James, because James was, other than a couple moments, just like everyone else, he wasn't yes. really holding up the the game, the ball a lot, and he kept losing, especially in the first half. So I would have probably taken off James and kept mm. Greenwood, Rashford, and Martial, because at least 
Greenwood and Rashford can both play and have played in the yeah. wing positions, and Rashford will definitely track back. So you don't really want to take Rashford off. Um, what do you think, Sam? Because I, I feel like you, you're disagreeing. Yeah, man, I, I don't like all of that um, defensive because all you're doing is inviting pressure. So naturally, if you're just in, inviting pressure for in the Premier League for like five to ten minutes, you're going to concede a chance. You're going to concede possibly more than one chance. For me, you, the best form of defence is attack. And if you've gone all out to have four forwards on on the pitch and then the momentum's with Man United at this point, yeah, don't forget that. We've we've we we they were there for the taking. You you're you're two nil down and then you get three two. You just go for the jugular, go and get the fourth, go and get that's that's the moment that we're in. Soon as you then go and make that sub, you're handing the initiative back over to Sheffield United. So then they're like boom. And they and they've made an attacking sub as well. Exactly. They, they need to get back in the game. They're at home as well. They've got the crowd. For me, that's not the that's not the time to be doing that. And it's not like we're keeping clean sheets. We've conceded two goals in the game already. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think it's a mm. little bit too much to then I mean, to say, oh, we're going to be able really, to defend this. Was there even really that much time between the sub and the goal? Um, yeah, I, I'd need to double check, but I'm pretty sure there was still quite a bit of time left. Like five minutes or something? They in the 90th minute. Eight, five. Marshall came off in 85th. They, yeah, they um, scored in the 90th. Yeah, yeah. 90th minute. So yeah. it was about five minutes. But, but this is what I'm saying. This, in the Premier League, five minutes is more than enough time to, 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 to put pressure on the team and get a goal. I agree. I agree and I disagree because I think that in those situations, it's kind of... Um, do you stick or do you twist? And I don't think anyone can really begrudge him for making that defensive sub. Because like Kevin said, if he didn't make it and we still conceded, the talk would be, why don't you put on a defender to shore up the game? So I feel like either way, you know, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, I th- so you can always look back in hindsight and say yeah. what should have been done. Because but- I'm always asking him, shore up the game first you know what I mean make just make sure you win the game make sure you see it out so putting on a defensive player for me wasn't really the issue I think it was the mentality of then to retreat and you know sit back too much but that's what's going to happen though Val if you're putting on a defensive player to, you are that's that's exactly what's going to happen that's the whole point of putting on a defense this is what I'm saying as soon as you put on that defensive um, player then you're handing the initiative over because you're naturally going to retreat back. Not always, because yeah. who is it who keep you had a thing for doing it? Pep. Pep always had that move in certain games, depending on how the game was going. He'd bring on a defensive midfielder to free up more midfielders to be freer to go forward. So it can work. We ain't, we ain't City. In situation, <laughs> it didn't work. We and, ain't City. Yeah, we, ain't we, City. We, don't, we don't keep the ball like City. So... I, I I take your point and I get what you mean, yeah. but that's a team that can keep the ball. We we're not that team. I see it both ways because we could have went for the win, carried on going. And as you said, we're not a team who can keep the ball. And that's the problem, really and truly. Same way they got the second goal. We were trying to go for the equaliser at one nil down. And to be fair, if I remember right, we started okay in the in the, at the start of the first half possession wise and then they scored on the counter 
And then we just didn't do nothing until the 70th minute. We just looked lost for ideas. Okay, a question for you. Question for you. Mm -hmm. Is it not possible for you to change up the way you're playing, be, be a bit more tighter, be a bit more defensive with attacking or the team that was on the pitch at the time? Is that not possible to then give you that outlet, to then give them something to think about the other end of course it's possible but at the end of the day if you don't work on that and you don't have um a really good defensive structure and system that you work on all the time everyone knows their job everyone knows what they're doing and for that specific game then no the only option is to put on a defensive player yeah because i think with as you're saying with the players on the pitch at that current time we had lingard in, in at, midfield we had lingard greenwood Marshall, James Rashford, James. That's five attack-minded players, and uh, Fred in, in the midfield as well. Fred in the midfield. So Fred would Fred do the doggies. Fred would do the doggies. Lingard would do the doggies. Rashford will get back. James will get back. You you had enough. Yeah, you've got to remember opinion. a lot of these players that you're, you're mentioning are tired as well. Yeah, well, well, Marshall. Didn't want to come off. He, he, were, he yeah, didn't look tired to me. I think Rashford. Did you, I think I posted it in a group. Rashford said something like, "The manager knows that when we play on the front foot, we're better, mm. and if we kept going, we could have won the game." So I think that was a slight bit of shade from um, Rashford against Oli. Yeah. I don't think, and I think they know that um, they weren't, also weren't happy with the Martial sub because Martial was angry when he came off. You could yeah. tell that he was like, why are you taking me off for? Like, what are you doing? Exactly. That's what I'm so saying, it's a like, bit of a, the tide kind of turning with the players. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if he starts losing the players because one, what he said in the interview, as you said, the energy with Martial coming off the pitch, there was already the talk in the summer that certain players in the team didn't respect Oli tactically they like him as a person but they don't respect his tactics yeah i think he's too british funny that um in his way of thinking in regards to training he's not technical and tactical enough it just comes across sorry to cut you off as someone that doesn't really like to stamp his authority on the team and you know the players that he's got and i think in football yeah Mourinho was a bit too far one way but Ole's too far the other way. And I think uh, it's going to come to a point where people stop respecting him because they just think he's a, a massive pushover. And I kind of think that's the case. They don't respect him. No, I, I don't think it's that. I think he tries. I think he does actually... Do you? Them. I think he, he does. Just, he I, just I comes he, across as the, the per, kind of person that's just going to be like, oh, don't worry about it. It's all right. No, no I think he, that's his problem. It's, the problem is with him is he does... I reckon he does do it, but... He doesn't have that weight behind him. He does what he doesn't have any trophies. He has no success to talk about other than what he's done. No, I don't even think he does try it. To be honest with you, so no, I don't. The, think in, the interview said all we needed to see. Man that's is that's smiling. What I'm he's smiling. What are you smiling for? That's Be a the, bit angry for once, man. That's, that's, that's it. The nervous smiles. Them. I'm. I'm worried. Smiles because you got to think. <laughs> next three games in the league. Let's not even talk about Europa because we're already through and that. They really matter is Villa at home, if, if he does anything less than a comfortable win, it's going to be shaky because if it's just a 1-0 win against the team near the bottom of the table, it's not going to go down well. Then you've got Spurs at home, 
Josie will be happy to turn us over. Um, I don't think that will go down well. Old manager comes back and turns us over. And Jose at that. Then <laughs> Man City um, the Sunday after that at the Etihad. So it could be a very long week for Oli. Yeah. Just quickly, do you guys think this game showed the importance of McTominay to the team? Yeah, yeah, 100. I'm surprised, um, well, not surprised, I know he's, why he's not here, but this would have been a good episode for Chris to push his McTominay propaganda because we, <laughs> we didn't win without him. I guarantee he was toasting up towards McTominay with his rum at the end of the game. But this is this is what confuses me. So he knew McTominay wasn't wasn't playing and he still yeah. thought we'd win. I just was like... Who, Chris? Yeah, <laughs> and he still thought we'd win. I'm just like, where's this energy coming from? Because... I, he liked as, the lineup as well. Soon as did he? I see yeah. you not say that. I didn't see those comments. <laughs> as soon as I see Jones in any lineup, I'm not liking it. Honestly, I hate that guy. In a strange way, I feel sorry for him. I don't, hmm. Jones, because what are you talking about? No, no, no. You He's rubbish anyway. And he shouldn't be anywhere near the team. But to be put into a game like that. With what playing one game all season, one year, nah. even if he was fit, he would have still made mistakes, probably still gave away a penalty. But it's just even worse. He, That's like, he's I've got no respect for Phil Jones. You know why? He's 27 and he's happy to be what is he, fifth choice? Yeah, he should, this is his prime. <laughs> he should be, you know, pushing for a move. You could probably go to like a lesser Premier League club and he's just chilling on our bench. That's why I've got, I have no respect for people like that. That's why we, we I'm happy for, Dini. exactly, I'm happy for Smalling because he said, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to further my career. I'm going to go abroad to Italy and I'm going to do my thing. And bad up the thing. Exactly. And they want to buy him. So that could be Phil Jones. Well, you know. See, see, Phil Jones knows his limitations, in it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he can't go over there and do that because he's just rubbish. He's just a rubbish footballer. Because as a defender as well, he's, you know, professional footballers are very good at shielding the ball, and he's an experienced, like centre back. Like, why would you not just kick the ball off, or? I don't know what you was doing. It just makes no sense. <laughs> no, nah, the goal, the goal, the first goal we conceded was so funny. You don't understand how much I was laughing. He got weights off the ball. Oh my god, he got flung. I was thinking, <laughs> where's your shrimp? <laughs> where's your? Strength? What are you eating? You need that yard food. <laughs> yeah, you need it right. Oh Jesus! Anyway. I can't believe it when I seen him starting, but. I agree that it what it really was not the game to kind of throw him into, especially not three at the back. We haven't really played that. No one really knows what they're doing in free at the back like that. A three four three. So Yeah, we look disjointed, man. But more time this season we've we've looked like we don't know what especially away from home. <laughs> it's true, what, what do we do? Yeah, especially away from home. Like they look, shook away from old Trafford, man. It's mm. it's really bad, you know. It's really bad that you can't get a buy a win away from home. It's really bad. But Sheffield United aren't is that's that wasn't an easy place to go. We mm. gave it a go. No. But nah. Anyway, we've got a couple of questions here. We'll answer them pretty quick. Um how much of a problem do you think our coaching staff are to our team? 
So who Something. are we doing our coaching stuff? We've got Phelan, obviously. Um, McKenna, Carrick. And Carrick. Yeah, I, I, I So did Oli not I bring think... any any of his own guys? No. Not that I know of. <laughs> Kev? Um, no, I don't think he brought any of his own guys. He's brought people in since, uh, other people. Whether yeah. it's him or the club bring them in. But there's a few people which have come in. Um, one thing which was key to me um, is he's got in a new fitness coach. Um, when? when? Um, about two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. Some That's guy um, from Canada. Um, like he's got a decent track record. <laughs> but um, nah, but he's like worked in Europe before, but he's working for some MLS team. But yeah, he's got him in because my first thought was, okay, you want to play this, what, according to you, high press, a lot of running, all this high energy stuff. But clearly in training, there's something wrong with the fitness because we're picking up a lot of injuries. Yes, some of them have been in game. Some of them have been through players just getting burnt out because they've just been playing every week. Like McTominay is eventually going to break down. Um, because he pretty much has to play every game. Um, Someone say he's the engine of the engine of the team. It's because we didn't buy anyone else. <laughs> There's no choice but to make him the engine of the team. As much as I like him, if if this was Juventus, if this was Real Madrid, do you think they're going into the season with just McTominay as a DM? No. Nah. So it's poor. It's poor management overall from the all the way from the. Board. But to, an- to answer the question. <laughs> The coach. Do you think our coaching staff are a problem? I think so. I think so. Coach, definitely. Um, if they've sort out of fitness. Um, Forget fitness, man. <laughs> Forget fitness. <laughs> Forget fitness. We're talking about coaching and football. And, and all of them things ta- there. You need the tactical coach next year. Yes. I don't know what their man are doing. Feeling. McKenna, Michael Carrick. Well, when I was feeling stuck in the 1990s, Feeling's just like early 2000s. Like just found out about it. Feeling, Feeling looks like he can't be bothered. <laughs> he looks like he's just, you know, he's, been roped in, overseeing the, the supply teacher, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I, I, I think when I watching us play, there's too many um, below par performances for it not to be coaching. Do you know what I mean? I don't and... see an evidence of coaching. That's one thing yeah. that is evident to me. I definitely don't see any attacking coaching. It's just kick, kick and run, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's just... I, yeah, I you really beat your man! Like what do you think they say to them? Beat your man! Pace, Look, pace, pace! Have you not seen that picture run. of Phil Jones way behind the yeah, defensive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like three, we're playing like a high line, three mm. of our defenders just in oh, a row, and then there's Phil Jones marking. Oh, you know when I first looked at it, I thought it was like someone showing that there was an offside goal or something. <laughs> oh god! So yeah, where's the coaching? Unless oh, exactly. Phil Jones is a law to himself, but come on, man, it's just he's done being a law to himself. Man. I think we were pretty not. This is what my United always do. They always try and force our own coaches onto a manager yeah on ollie probably he needed it because like don't really want molders coaches at united but mm-hmm. they try and force these like ex-players onto coaches it was gigs gigs I think yeah phil neville was a coach um uh, with moyes carrick and carrick again and and it's like 
oh, you have to keep this guy, you have to keep this guy. Why? Why, why does a manager have to have an ex-player on, I think you know, on his coaching I, staff? I what do you this, think is going to happen to come from it? The United we way. Move, we need to move away from this United way. Exactly uh, this saying. old United way. And I, I'll be honest, I'll hold my hands up. I was all for it before, talking about get like people that know the club. It was one of the reasons why I was actually happy with Oli coming in, you know, but... That's I think that's actually been the big problem is we need to move away from that whole Sir Alex Ferguson era now and it's a new day and we need to move forward in a new way because the old way just ain't working anymore, all of these old people. It's not working. I don't think that's I don't think that in itself is an issue. The issue is Ollie. Because I think <clears throat> if for example you put in an experienced manager in say I don't know Allegra Jose, or, Allegra, or Jose, <laughs> or even or even Pep. Yeah, get me. We done had these man. <laughs> or even like someone like the, yeah, but you have to. Sorry to cut you off. Put, if you want to put like one or two players or ex players or people on the coaching staff in that coaching staff, then cool. Because a lot of clubs do it. Because not all of mm, Pep's um, coaching staff are his own choice. Really? They are pl- they are players which are associated with Man City, which. Yes, he has a, may have a connection to in some way, and they put him in with the team. Like, I don't think he would have necessarily chose Arteta because Arteta never coached with him before. Yeah, but Arteta's been. They're talking about Arteta being the next manager. Yeah, that's what, you know I, mean. what I mean. Michael Carrick, in... Michael Carrick ain't being touted about being no next manager. <laughs> I don't know. With I'll Ed, be tamed. I don't know with Ed, you know. But that's the thing, though. You talk about Man City, but you have to remember. These clubs are run like a well-oiled machine. They yeah, know what they're doing. Thanks. When it comes to Man United, we're making decisions based on this United way thing. That's why Ole's here. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I think it is a bit of a drawback. They need to kind of move away from it. They're trying to recreate things from the past. You know, you hear about class of 92 and, you know, youth, which is fine, but they have to be good enough. And I feel like we need to move away from it now. Like, Oli was a novice manager. You've gone and given him an inexperienced coach in Carrick, someone from a youth setup, and Fergie's old old guy. Like, mm. come on, go and get the best. Go and get the best. But that's what Mourinho's mm. done. He's went to, I think it was at Lille, and he's gone and Lille, coached two yeah. of their coaches. <laughs> like, yeah. you've got to move with the times. You're not going to recreate Fergie. Do you think the best would have wanted to come and coach alongside Oli then? Maybe you never know. You never know until you ask. You don't know that. But then, if you have a plan and a direction that you want yeah. your football club to go in, and you want the best, then you don't sign Oli if you can't get the best. It's true. You know I mean, it, it has That's to it. go hand in hand. So yeah. then, that should tell you, you know what? This ain't the right man because we want the best at our football club. So, is is big problems. But then yeah. again, is is it down to Oli? It's not all down to Oli. Is it all down no. to Oli? Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you for coming on. Make sure you guys use the hashtag, the RAP. Find us on Twitter at the Red Army Podcast and Instagram at the Red Army Podcast. Big 